0: Debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. But how indicative of reality is this? How often have we first forgiven so that we can properly entertain asking God to forgive us? I believe if we would be honest, we would say, that uh, honesty, we might even say, this is not right. We need to change. We should not expect God's mercy and not show it to others. The trouble is, brothers and sisters, we're not always that honest. We have the strange ability. How far sin has made us into the selfish individuals that we are. Our Lord Jesus Christ calls us this afternoon to enact change in our lives, given the reality that God may be known to show mercy to us, and that therefore. know what it is that prompted Peter to ask, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Was it that Peter thought Jesus to be too understanding and too forgiving of, of everyone? The fact that he even associated with prostitutes, tax collectors, and publicans Probably even disagree with me and say, "Don't go too far now, Peter, in this uh, forgiveness. Otherwise, you won't. Uh, uh, these people won't take their their debt seriously if you keep forgiving. Whatever the motivation, congregation. One thing is certain: Peter was trying to get Jesus to agree that there should be a limitation upon seven times. man who stands between his king up here and his neighbor down there. He therefore stands in a double relationship. And the object of the parable is to show that if he fails to His end will be destruction. First then, there is the man's relationship to his king. Jesus starts the explanation of what that is by saying, Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the reckoning, one was brought to him. was for him to surrender his own life and the lives of the members of his family. And then we have to remember, brothers and sisters, that this is a parable. The story in itself is not the message. The story is given to make things agreeable to our understanding. In plain terms then, this death sinner means that we owe God everything we are and everything we have. God created us and therefore he can demand that we come back to him exactly as we were when we left his hands. And what were we like in Adam and Eve when we left his hands? We were perfect in every way. What happened? Thank you. Of, of the man how this whole scene should have turned out altogether differently. There's really nothing... says it's not because he was easygoing or indifferent. The conclusion of this parable shows how infinitely hard and consistent God can be over concealing of the debt owed there's even punishment where this this mercy is not met with the show of our mercy but knowing this to be true congress all the debts that are truly noted as owing soft God who covers everything with the mantle of his love this is no harm What must this man's state of mind have been when he left this scene of forgiveness and of pardon? This beautiful Sunday when he heard God's mercy proclaimed, the king's mercy. A short time before the curse of God against his sin had produced a suffocating realization that he had to pay but was unable he experienced the goodness of the king. Now, for the first time, he knew what life really meant. Yes, brothers and sisters, to live with knowledge of God's mercy, his merciful forgiving of our sins just been shown mercy for the very same thing? Was his debt by the king in relationship to the servant must also be echoed in the relationship between the servant and his fellow servant. It can't be any other way, can it? We would be most heartless of people if we did not conclude On the part of the King, the mercy of God in forgiving our sins needs of necessity to translate into the actual same mercy being shown to the man who owes us but a small debt. And then we can talk about how merciful God has been to us in forgiving us our sins. servant for wanting what the other servant owed him. His demand for repayment is in accord with the principles of justice. We can jump up and down and say that there's something wrong with this picture, where one is shown mercy and does not reciprocate by showing mercy to another, but as long as we are of the mind to remain on the level of human society, and with its good work, reality that the demand of the law of what one owes us can be exacted from that person. But brothers and sisters, if we have had dealings with a God who despite what the law says, lets us off. given of the burden of death owing then something new must become operative we may all know ourselves in hearing this the word of God that if not before then now that we have just been accepted by God contrary to all expectation and that we must now live in response to the mercy we have received and stop responding to the injustice may have come our way that this man owes us. The question is what are we responding to? This is the question and none other that determines whether we are disciples of Jesus Christ or not. And then we may say we live by faith. We believe. done for us in mercy, but that's not enough, brothers and sisters. As as we said in in the beginning, this man stands between the king and his fellow servant, and if he fails on one side or the other, and something is not done to change that, he he stands condemned. of gift that we have received, the knowledge that God has forgiven us all our sins through the blood of his son Jesus Christ. We may not therefore remain on the level of of being reactionary over against what somebody else may owe us as yet. It cannot be, brothers and sisters, because you felt God has shown you. But this parable is not something that has been created in a vacuum. This parable is there because of the people that are there and what they're doing. And brothers and sisters, Jesus, as we heard this morning as well, he has come to, to show us the way of because that Jesus Christ himself should stand in our place and deliver us from our sins. And to know that, which is the greatest, the greatest story that this world could ever hear and has has heard and, and must hear. Indeed, this, this one There's anything in the way of a self-righteousness and that's often what it is then you're you're being led to the way of condemnation it's only the mercy of God do we understand it how great this is it's the only thing that makes things go on that he is merciful it's got nothing to do how many good things have you done is it enough to save this world? Like Abraham almost asking. Are there enough? Well, there's not. There's not enough of us. There's not enough from us, even the holiest have only beginning of giving true service to God. And therefore congregation